0: Buenos dias. Buenos dias, Iglesia de la Roca. Good morning, Church on the Rock. Hallelujah. Is okay we speak in tongues? All right, just want to check. Glad to be with you again. And uh, we began a series last night that we're going to complete, hopefully by the grace of God, by the second service today. gave part two last night, and you need your notes to track along with me. If you don't have notes, please raise your hand. The ushers... We'll be more than happy to serve you. We're talking about perfect peace. You need these notes. You're going to want these notes. You're going to love these notes, I believe. And they're going to be your best friend for a while. I I trust that. Uh, But we have plenty for you. Uh, We began last night with the first part in this series. Since I can't be here next Sunday, the following Sunday, uh, Pastor John will be here next Sunday. But we wanted to download this while we were here. God said you must only talk about my peace Because I'm going to cause my people in Texarkana to walk in a greater measure of my peace than ever before. Is that okay with you? All right. We need God's peace. And while you're receiving those, we want you to just know that last month we were in China uh, ministering. And next month we'll be in Colombia ministering in uh, South America. So I'm practicing my my Spanish. So it's not such Spanglish uh, as it can be. But... Uh, next year also, and I'm telling you this so that you'll be praying for us, that God will, I pray, imprint our faces on your heart and you will lift us up. How many of you know how to pray? Amen. Uh, we, have, we have discovered the hard way. It's a mistake not to ask people to pray for you. Prayer is the undergirding, the underpinning. Prayer is a foundation. Prayer is a fuel and the fury of God being released against the enemy to advance his kingdom and to bless people. So next year, we're going to be in India for at least a month, probably in the first quarter of the year, in several cities, conducting pastors' conferences and ministering to leaders. And then we're going to be back in China for the third time, this time maybe for a month, also continuing ministering to the apostles and the leaders there, God's leaders in that great nation. And God's still saving 27,000 people daily in China. So it is, it, is a, it is a wonderful problem they have. What do we do with all these people? And that's why they've asked us to come and help them to train the top leaders to train leaders, to train pastors so that they can take care of God's sheep. How many of you know that God does not want any of his lambs to be lost? Amen. So that's why we're going to help them because they don't know how to do this. This is, this is an incredible, unprecedented revival. Maybe we've never seen anything like this in the history of the earth, but it's happening in China. of that population right now in China is born again, spirit-filled. All right. Oh, come on now. Come on now. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Stop worrying about their politics. God is subversively taking over. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Pray for God's revival. Amen? If we just pray, mighty things can happen. Also, we're we're going to be next year... in in one trip in Thailand and in Vietnam and Cambodia and Myanmar which is formerly Burma and we're going to be conducting large pastors conferences in all those countries so please 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 pray for us we need your prayers if the Lord causes our minds or face to come across your heart there is a reason say Lord help them in Jesus name will you do that all right great now uh, I want to let you know one other thing we have a cd table out there and just a Just a couple notes on that before I get into the word here real fast, uh, because you may not understand some of my titles. But the last time we were here, we ministered on the blessing. How many of you remember the message on the blessing? Okay, great. Well, this time I brought some help, some supportive help for you and uh one are two cds on parenting it'll help you discern the heart of god for your child for your grandchild for your niece your nephew whomever you love and one cd is called children of destiny the other cd is arrows of the lord now i know i only have five of the arrows of the lord i'm not sure if they're really still there i don't know but there's children of destiny and the arrows of the lord there's another another cd I want to highlight It's called the voice of the lord how does god lead us How many of you want to be in the right place at the right time? Is that important? Well, the voice of the Lord will really bless you and encourage you and strengthen you in following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, And and God will lead you. Let's go to your notes right now. Perfect peace. And, And I'm just going to summarize up front, give you a synopsis really fast. I encourage you to listen to last night's message because I gave the foundation for where we're going to launch today. You really need to hear that last night, and I'll I'll highlight a couple of things as we move through, but the the verse we're going to read is the one on your sheet right here in front of you. Isaiah 26 and verse 3 from the new century version, right on your sheet. Read it out loud with me, please. Lord, Lord, you give true peace to those who depend on you because they trust you. That's a foundation that is the launching pad for us uh, this this day together lord you give true peace say true peace lord you give true peace so we're calling it perfect peace to those who depend on you because they trust in you why is it perfect peace because everything god does is perfect there is no peace greater than God's peace. You, you can get a substitute peace. You can, you can try to find it, but it will be secondary. It will not be the quality of God's peace. It will be temporary, but God's peace lasts and endures. And so I, I just want to walk you through this really fast, the, the background for this from the, from the Bible. Uh, when it talks about, Lord, you give true peace, that word peace came from somewhere let's look where it came from it is from the hebrew word sim s-i-m and it means to be complete to be sound or to live well and it of course produced it it evolved into the word shalom which is the hebrew word for peace whenever you see peace in the old testament it is the word shalom say shalom now shalom means wholeness of life or body it means wholeness of health it means a right relationship or harmony between two parties of people you want shalom in your family you want shalom at your workplace oh yes you do it is it is a difficult thing to be in the midst of of confusion and and uh, stress because of bad relationships that's never fun shalom means something that's often established by a covenant It means prosperity. You know what biblical prosperity is? It means having enough for you and enough to share. Not enough to hoard, not enough to be greedy, but having enough for you and enough to share. How many of you want to have enough to share? I mean, that's why we're here. We're here on this earth to share the love of God, the grace of God, the resources of God. Oh, it's hard to get amen. Are you all awake this morning? not just to build a house on the, on the mountain. I'm not sure if there are mountains around here, but, but that's not the point. God's prosperity is to position us to share. Shalom means success. It means fulfillment. Shalom means victory over one's enemies or the absence of war. Now, in the New Testament, the word is literally Irene, Irene and, and it, it is it is greatly derived from the Hebrew word. It's important to understand that in the, in the understanding of where this word came from, it's greatly influenced by the word shalom in the Hebrew. But it is the biblical concept of peace that does not focus on the absence of trouble. It is unrelated to circumstances, which means that what, the peace that God gives us is not manipulated by external circumstances. That external, external circumstances cannot take our peace. That what's happening out here, what's happening in our nation, our state, our city, what's happening in this area, what's happening in your life on the outside was never meant to dictate the level of your peace. God gives perfect peace. God gives true peace. And the peace that God gives is greater than any predicament you are facing. Can I get an Amen. God's peace is what we're talking about it is a goodness of life that is not touched by what happens on the outside I'll give you some verses to reference later to look deeper in this as Paul and Peter experienced the peace of God in moments of great great adversity but let's 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 get a working definition for us so in a general sense a state of it is a state of quiet or tranquility say tranquility that's a wonderful word. It is freedom from disturbance or agitation. Say freedom. freedom. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. It is applicable to society, to individuals, or to the temper of the mind. Remember that, that, that phrase, the temper of the mind. Don't, don't, don't. Please don't nudge your husband right now. That's not fair. Uh, just wait until I get deep into the message, then nudge him. But, but for, us, for us today, we're going to use this definition as a composite definition, freedom from agitation or disturbance by the passions, as from fear, terror, anger, anxiety, or the like, quietness of mind, tranquility, calmness, say calmness, calmness, quiet of conscience. And we talked last night about the fact that there is good anger and there's bad anger. There is good cholesterol, which you want a out of, and there is bad cholesterol. There is good guilt, which leads us to God, and there is bad guilt that drives us away from him. But there is good stress or positive stress, and there is negative stress or bad stress. We, we cannot avoid stress. Stress is in the water. Stress is in the air. Stress is everywhere. There are stressors that we must deal with. And as we, we explained last night, the issue is not, is not having stress or confronting stress. The issue is what we call stress overload. When there's a continuous, when there's stress in your life that's too long, it's, it's protracted. It, it's just bearing down. And that's where we want to understand what do i do with this the issue is not will there be stress jesus said in this world you will have trouble hello jesus said in this world you will have stress but he said but i have overcome the world i have overcome the trouble and so we we want to know jesus teach us teach us how to have peace in the midst of trouble Please listen to last night's message because it fills in so much more. I talked about the fact that two-thirds of all of our visits to the doctor, medical professionals tell us, are the direct result of stress. Stress exacerbates and worsens every physical condition known to man. We must learn how to receive God's peace in the midst of pervasive stress. If you listen to what's happening in Washington, D.C., oh, my God, it'll give you stress. If you listen to the news networks, it'll give you stress. I recommend you don't very much. Negative, 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 negative. Don't feed off that. You will have no peace if you leave certain networks on all day. Put on the word of God. Put on TBM. Put on somebody else. Listen to the word. Don't listen to that. Don't don't let that don't don't let oh get ahead of myself in my notes. I'm getting excited. That's for the third service. Not this one. Stop. Behave, calm down. So let's look at the notes. Y'all pray for me that he'll behave. Keep him on the leash, keep him on the leash, Lord. My wife's really praying for me. She knows me. But point number one, write this down with me. God grants constant and complete peace to those whose focus stays fixed on him we're going to talk about that especially how to do that in the second service especially how to how do i keep my focus stayed on him how does god give me the grace father in jesus name help us right now it's early in the morning for us some of us have been groggy some of us haven't had, had our starbucks or we haven't been to the connect cafe yet we're waiting to go to the connect cafe i know it lord but help us right now to hear your word by your spirit some of us didn't get our, get our caffeine fix yet this morning. But Lord, give us a Holy Ghost fix right now and enliven us and, and spark something in us that we will have ears to hear what the Spirit says to the church, to us, and that it will be blessed in your presence and never be the same in Jesus' name. So God grants constant and complete. Say constant and complete that's the point yes in the midst of stress stress cannot be avoided but what do i do with it how do i have peace in the midst of those things Is for those who focus who keep their focus stayed on the lord now there are three powerful steps and, and we're going to really talk about step one this morning we're going to read philippians 4 6 to 8 because in these power pack three verses there are the three steps right there nicely packaged for us and we're going to unwrap the package today but in philippians 4 6 through 8 the first is we're going to read the new revised standard version and it says do not worry about anything but at everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes, it will. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there's Anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now let's read it from the amplified Version. I call it the Eternal Version because it goes on and on and on. But there's some things we, we need to highlight here. Uh, so verse 6, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Isn't that clear? Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. We'll come back to that. But in everything but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. We're going to talk about that right now. Continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so, fearing nothing from God and being content with this earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there's any virtue or excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things, fix your minds on them. Wow, there's a lot there. Let's let's jump in real fast. Number one, we talked about this last night. In order for you to receive God's grace in this area, we must face the truth. This this first point is probably probably, um, the, the, the critical issue. Realize that worry is sin. Now, I know your mom and daddy did it. I know your grandpappy did it. But if your grandpappy worried, it was sin. Your best friend may worry it's sin. It's sin. Now, I, I said last night and I'm gonna say it again. It's not to condemn you, not to make you feel, oh my God, I'm missing God. That's not the point. But Jesus said we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. I know everybody does it in our culture. It's on TV. I mean, I, I would also recommend that you not watch too many programs on TV because after you're done, you're <laughs> Don't watch me in these horror movies "Uh, because you go what's behind the corner? I threatened on my car. Oh God! Worry sin. (laughs) Worry sin. In you, in me. I told them last night that I discovered in my walk with Christ that I by nature am a worrier. I got it from my mama. Don't you talk about my mama? I got it from my mom. I realized, as I got older, I realized that I had this habit that if if, if, if if there was one thing I wasn't worried about, I would find something else. <laughs> oh, I felt better if I was worried. <laughs> and then if I when I got, you know, God took care of that. Oh, let's find something else to worry about. <laughs> well, there's my education and my kids' education. Whoa, what about our finances? Okay, okay. All right, and what about our health? Okay, okay, what about my prayer? Like, what about, okay, you know? And I found that I was praying in worry. That I was crying out to God, worrying, that, that I would come out of prayer with the Worse headache than what I went in. Praying, worrying. Worry is sin. Even when preachers do it, who prophesy. Prophesying worriers. Worry is sin. Tell somebody next to you he's talking to you. Why is it sin? Because when it, it, it is evidence, you know what worry is? Worry is faith and fear. It's faith in fear. It's confidence in fear. It's believing fear more than you believe God. Somebody used this across it to describe fear. It said that it is false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. Sin is an issue. And Jesus says, I, I gave you verses. We won't read them right now. But Jesus said in Matthew 6, 25 through 30, 31, three times, do not worry. It's pretty clear. Do not worry. Say it with me. Do not worry. But Lord, how do I do that? That's why we're here this morning. Let's, let's move to the next point. In order to, in order to move into this, this ability to not worry, we must resist the temptation worry and let's read john 14 and 1 because there will be temptations trust me there will be temptations to worry all the time but john 14 and 1 do not let your hearts be troubled did you hear what jesus said do not let say do not let say heart i'm not going to let you do this anymore go ahead just say it heart i'm not going to let you do this anymore do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be distressed. Do not let your hearts be agitated. You believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Jesus said, believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely also on me. In other words, don't spend your heart's time worrying. Let your heart energy be directed to me. Look at me. Put your eyes on me. We heard the, the idea already, let your mind be focused on me. Let's divert the energy that used to go into worry and let's direct it at the Lord, unto the Lord. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let it. Now, when Jesus speaks like this, he's saying that you have the power. Oh, yes, you do. In you, by his grace, you have the power To say no to worry. Oh, four, you said amen. But it's okay. I'll come closer. You, You have the power. Tell somebody you've got the power. You may not feel like it. Your experience may tell you that's not true. But I'm telling you by the grace of God. You have the power to say no to worry. Because Jesus does not lie. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. His word will not return void in you. You've got the power to say no to worry. You're not going to dominate my life. You're not going to dictate whether I have peace or not peace. My peace is from the Lord. Worry is a bully. And after a while, you got to face a bully and say, No, must in the name of Jesus. That means no more in Jesus' name. (laughs) Say it in whatever language you need to say it. Worry will understand it. But also, 14 and 27, 14 and 27, peace I leave with you. Jesus is so precious. He says, peace I leave with you. Peace. He was talking to his disciples. He's about to be crucified and leave this place until he returns. But peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. He says it again. Do not permit your hearts to be troubled. Don't do it. Neither let them be afraid. Now, they were about to face the biggest crisis of their lives. They were going to be hunted. They were going to be chased. They, they had to hide for their lives. And, and they, they were going to see their master crucified. And you know all kind of thoughts within their minds and heads. Oh, my Lord, what are we going to do? And he said, in the midst of what's about to happen to you, the, the 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 greatest, the strongest trauma you've ever experienced, I want you to have peace. So he said, you do not worry, and don't let your hearts be troubled. There will be lots of opportunities, but resist it. Resist the temptation to worry. He says, Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. I found that I would allow myself to be agitated and disturbed. I found that I had to, I had to eat yogurt at nighttime to settle my stomach down. I, I was up pacing the floor at nighttime because I, I was lacking peace. Couldn't go to sleep. I was, I was you know, Flipping off that, you know, just, just, just gone off and saying curt things because I lack peace. Because, you see, worry has a negative effect on all of us. It, it, we, we talked last night about the fact that stress destroys marriages. Stress destroys families. Stress destroys friendships. And Jesus says, then stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and stop allowing yourselves to be disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. And I'm here to tell you this morning that what Jesus says you can do, you can do. You have the ability, you have the power by his grace. It is resident within you. What Jesus says you can do. Oh, yes, you can. Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Tell the person next to you, he's talking to me right now. I can do, I can do all things. If Jesus says I can refuse worry, then by God's grace, I can refuse worry. Now to do that, look at this. You must refuse then thoughts of worry. The thoughts will come. I, I, I love how the King James uh, talks about Matthew 6, 25 through 31. We read the new King James, but King Jimmy is really classic in this way. I, I know him affectionately as King Jimmy. I was raised with King James and we talked in church. Thou shalt not knoweth what a God has doeth, because God saith many things to us. And we need to understand what God is wanted when he speaketh to us. Thank God you were not around when I had to speak like that, but... Now we have the new King James, hallelujah, and the new NIV and Amplified. So we don't have, don't have it to say it, these things like we used to have to say it back in the past this. Praise God. <laughs> praise God. Finally, you say praise God. All right, all right, yes. All right, now, but, 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 but in the King James, it says, Jesus said, and take no thought. I love that. He says, take no thought. What does that mean? The thought's going to be offered. That anxious thought will be offered to you. Oh, yes, it will. That, that worried thought will be offered to you. You're going to walk out this door. Probably there's going to be a thought that said, Hey, you want to take it? And it, Jesus said, say, no, I'm not going to take it. He said, take no thought. Say it with me. Take no, say it again. Take no, say it again. Take no thought. In the name of Jesus, he said, don't take it. It's going to be so tempting. Don't take it. It's going to be offered on a silver platter that's not so silver. silver plated. Underneath there is hurt and pain and anguish and angst and jesus said don't take it say it again don't take it amen that child's got it amen and a child shall lead them this is very very clear just don't take them next throw all your cares write that down throw all say all All. throw all your cares on him i found out that i was throwing some cares on him but that others were hiding away in, in the crevices of my mind, saying, you're not going to find me. Throw all your cares. Peter tells us, and I've given you the verses, Peter tells us, throw all your cares. How many? Throw all, how many? Throw all your cares. Well, I gave you the, the verse in Proverbs 16 and 3. Roll your cares on the Lord. i mentioned Psalm 55. It literally means in, in the Hebrew to roll them, roll them on the Lord. What does that mean? It takes some effort. I'm not just going to go away because you see, hey, Todd, stop. No, you've got to roll them in the grace of God. Roll them on the Lord. In other words, Lord, get this off me. You know how I have to roll them on the Lord? I got to get on my knees and say, Lord, these, these, these thoughts are caving in on me. God, I give them to you in your grace, in worship, in worship. You know what happens in worship? God lifts cares. In praise, God lifts cares. That's why you want to get here early. That's why you don't want to get in the middle of the worship service, the singing time. You want to get the very first song because cares get lifted in praise. As we praise them, somebody said, as the praises go up, the blessings come down. That things are lifted in the presence of the Lord. I find that I must run into his presence and say, God, I'm struggling with this area of my life to, to, to entrust it to you. I'm, I'm, my mind is focused on this area. My, I'm fearing something, Lord. Help me in your grace, your strength, Lord, to roll this on you. But it, this is where we must be vigilant. I've learned I've got to stand my guard And say, I am not. I refuse to worry. I refuse thoughts of worry. I'm throwing all my cares on him. How many of your cares? How many of your cares? Well, you know, it's normal for me to worry about my child. You know, so many things are happening at the schools, you know. And I've got to make sure, you know. That everything is safe. Listen, if God's not watching your children, you can watch all you want. Put your faith in the Lord. Yes, do the right thing. Absolutely. Yes, make sure they get to school safely. Yes, make sure they're picked up. But trust the Lord. Home worrying. Oh, it's going to be, you know, all the statistics. Oh, what's happening? The school's known. Oh, God, watch over Johnny. Oh, Lord, God. But you're praying in worry. And you're not praying in faith. You're anxious, you're uptight, you're stressed. There are many moms who are, they call them helicopter moms because they're always hovering. Smother love. is really controlling love. It's really fear-based love. Oh, I'm preaching good. Hallelujah. Throw all your cares on the Lord. Oh, but but yeah, I'm supposed to, oh, you know, I, I just got this doctors report. It's normal to worry. I didn't say that opportunities wouldn't come. They will come. But roll that on the Lord, too. Roll your body on the Lord. Roll your health on the Lord. Roll your finances. Oh, we just got this letter. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? Oh, oh. You're going to roll that on the Lord. That's what you're going to do. You're going to take it before him and say, Lord, I'm rolling this on you. I'm I'm getting this this stress off me. You, You know what the Bible says in Isaiah? It says that the government shall be upon his shoulders. What does that mean? His shoulders are broad enough. Yours and mine are not. His shoulders can handle all the pressure, can handle all the stress, can handle every predicament that comes against us. Our shoulders are too small. He's the almighty he can handle all your stress and mine and not even skip a beat bring it all to him and then I, I talked about the fact and you know said fear is the opposite of peace or the opponent of peace and never comes and originates from god fear never comes from god look at what second timothy 1 and 7 says in the american standard version For God gave us not a spirit of fearfulness, but of power and love and discipline. But God did not give us a spirit of fearfulness. And we know the areas where we are fearful. We know the areas where we are anxious. I was was worried about my spiritual life. Lord, I'm not growing fast enough. I still got certain problems in my life, and they should be gone by now. What is the problem, Lord? Lord, oh God. I don't want to get in trouble with you. Oh God. And I will stress myself out in prayer. And the Lord said, I caramba. He speaks Spanish too. The Lord said, Chandler, 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 what, what are you doing? In my presence is peace. Lord, oh, God, oh, I want revival. I want revival. Ah, The Lord was like, hey, God, you're scaring me, son. You're scaring me. Please, please, please. If we cry for revival, we cry in peace. We cry in faith. We cry in confidence. We cry in trust that he will hear us and heaven will come to bring revival. Sometimes in our prayer, we act like we have to twist God's arm and we have to coerce him and hold him at gunpoint. He wants to give you revival. He wants to give you his kingdom. So fear is a big problem. We must be honest about it in our lives. Next, bring all your requests to God. Bring all your cares and bring all your requests. Bring all your cares and bring all your requests. And I love the Philip's translation, verse 4 and 6, chapter 4, verse 6 of Philippians. Listen to this. Don't worry over anything, whatever. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer. And the peace of God, which transcends human understanding, will keep constant guard over your hearts and minds as they rest in Christ Jesus. That's so good. Let me read it again. Don't worry over anything, whatever. Say whatever. Whatever. Just just, whatever. Just bring it to God. Whatever it is. Just bring it to God. Whatever. 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 God, whatever. I'm bringing my whatever is God. Tell God every detail. Say every detail. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer. And the peace of God, which transcends human understanding, will keep constant guard over your hearts and minds as they rest in Christ Jesus. Remember, the doctors tell us it is not stress that is so much the culprit, it is sustained stress. And it's not so much stress, because some stress can be positive. It can, it can gird us into good action. It can gird us to, to excellence. It can gird us to do things well. But it sustains stress that the body and the mind can't handle. And so, and so Paul is saying here, and Jesus said, it, don't take those thoughts. When they come, don't, don't think about it and oh, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah, oh. Don't cry all night. As soon as the news comes, turn it over to the Lord. Some people call their mama, you know, I love your mama, call Jesus first. Some people call their lawyer, I know you may need a lawyer, but call the, the lawyer first. Call the one who is your defense attorney before in the courts of heaven. Call the one, call the one who is the judge. Call the one who is great and glorious. Before you call your CPA, call the Lord. Before you call your banker, call the Lord. It is important that we roll it on him, that by the time I talk to my CPA, I've already gotten that burden off me and given it to the Lord. He said, all your cares, all your requests, bring every request to God. I found that I was omitting some requests and I found that it, by the afternoon it was bugging me. I didn't even know that I hadn't given it to God. I, I wasn't even aware that I had not rolled that onto the Lord. You know, Sometimes we think, well, we can handle it. You can't handle anything. You can do nothing without him. Amen. I want to be really clear. I don't care how smart you think you are. Everybody in your house will know you're under stress and you're walking around saying, I don't have any problems. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you're acting like a knucklehead. No one can get along with you, and you know, I mean, people can't stand to be around you, but you're fine. I have peace, I have peace. You're a lying wonder. Now, do not nudge your husband right now, get, you know, especially before the offering, to get me in trouble. So don't, don't do that, okay? All right, so please, please, don't, don't nudge him right now. But, but it, it, is, it is so important that all your requests, every detail, and I found that I need, to, I need to go before God and just really be transparent and really be real and say, this is what's happening to me, and this is what I'm experiencing, and this is what I'm feeling, and these are my thoughts. And, I, I, and God's not, oh, my God, I can't believe you're thinking that. Oh, and you told me, ay, 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 you're hurting me. God's not hurt. Tell him everything. He's a good father who wants to hear his children. Look at the next point, and I'm finished. Pour out your heart to the Lord. I love this verse in Psalm 62 and 8 says, pour out your heart. The same thing. Bring every detail of your needs to God. Pour out your heart to the Lord. Tell the person next to you, now he's talking to you. What's the point? Keep bringing your heart to the Lord. Keep bringing the needs to the Lord. Bring all the cares to the Lord. I have found that I, it's a battle sometimes during the day. I have to bring it several times. Oh, you know what? You know what Worry is kind of like a, I've noticed it's kind of like a yo-yo. I mean, and you know, I, I say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. And it comes back. It's like, well, what happened? To him? And I'm, Lord, I'm giving this to you. And it comes back. And you know what? I, the Holy Spirit had to teach me, had to help me to learn how to cut the cord. Cut the cord. Cut the string cut the umbilical cord so it cannot recoil back up in my hand. You can worry about ministry. You can worry about souls. You can worry about the work of the Lord. Take every care to the Lord. How many cares? How many details? How many worries? To the Lord. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. We bless you, almighty God. We thank you that your grace is sufficient for us. Lord, I'm I'm excited because I know from personal experience that your word is real. I know from personal experience that you cannot lie. You do not lie. I know from personal experience that your word is faithful and that you are faithful to your word and that your word, your word, will never return void your word will never lose its power and your word works in us you told us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so we trust you and believe you and we thank you that your word ministers to us in Jesus name now I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Mike but before I do that I want to explain what's going to happen he's going to come and do what Pastor Mike does and then I'm going to be here um, just for a few minutes because we can't go long. Last year and the time before, um, early, was it earlier this year or last year? Earlier this year. Um, we, we ran into the, to the second service and we can't do that. So I'm not going to be able to prophesy, but I, I, I need to lay hands on some people and I know it. Um, what is there magic in your hands? No, there's not. But as I explained last night, I'm a part of the FIFO team. And, and what does that mean? It means that God has a team. Like on a basketball team, the five players, well, the five players on God's team too. There's the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. I come along, your pastors, we're on the same team. We're not on opposing teams. I'm on their team. They're on my team because we're on the Lord's team. And we work together. And the apostolic and the prophetic bring a certain, a certain emphasis. They bring a certain uh, delivering power and a certain, a certain prophetic power that God can use to really answer the need in your life. We, we love the pastors. Pastors have to be here every day. They are the mainstay <laughs> in a local place, and we, we honor them. But God sometimes sends in the apostolic and the prophetic to help just undergird everybody and to bring what's needed and the anointing of God is here I hope you can feel it if you can't feel God's presence there's something wrong with your feeler his word has gone forth and we'll pray for you uh if, if you if maybe want prophetic ministry you better come to the second service because we don't have time to do that this service is just not time uh, I got in trouble last time and I, I don't want to be in trouble I try to stay out of trouble the Lord my wife, trying to keep me on the short at least. please help me Lord Okay, but God's presence is here, and some of you need prayer. I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you have been battling anxious thoughts, and it's been stealing your, 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 your sleep. It's, it's been messing with your heart, and you know it. It's okay. Stress is, is a reality, but I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, there is release today, and there is deliverance. Amen. So, Pastor Mike, God bless you.